you know what? I didn't even know I was in a situation ship. That's why I was in a situation ship. <laughs> that's how I knew I was in a situation ship. But not at the time I was in the situation ship, but after I was in the situation ship, if that makes sense. To be fair, there's some people that don't like Game of Thrones. I don't know how. Yeah. My sister doesn't <laughs> like it. She's tried. She's watched the bloody wedding episode and stuff. Just doesn't like it. You know what, yeah, with Game of Thrones, yeah. I had no idea what was going on. I was kind of just watching it to watch it at first. Okay. And I remember I started Game of Thrones in like 20, I think it was 2016 or 2017 or something. So quite toward the end of it, to be honest, in the grand oh, scheme yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been like five years. Mm. And so I started watching it then, like slowly, like I wasn't even paying attention to it. It was kind of like a background thing. Yeah. And you just miss much. And there's so many things that happen in like early on that you only realise is important, like later on, how it all loops back and all the characters are like, kind of related to each other and all kind of connected to each other in loads of different ways. Yeah. And then towards the end, I really started to pay attention to it more. When I finished it, I started reading, listening to the, well, not reading them, but I started listening to the audiobooks. And I was like, oh, so that's why that happened. And that's why this happened. And you're like, wow, but the film, the TV show left out so much that was in the books and the books were actually amazing. Has he finished writing it yet? I don't know. To be honest, <laughs> I think this guy might actually die before he finishes them because he doesn't look like the healthiest of men, if truth be really? told. Yeah, he's, he's, so I don't know. So I really want him to finish it or even leave instructions on how to finish it. But the good thing is, I think he is involved in writing the, the spin off show, House of the Dragon, I think it's called. That's the prequel, about, though, right? Yeah, it's about the Targaryen. It's about the, um, the Dance of the Dragons, so the, the Targaryen kind of civil war where they all start fighting each other over something petty. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah involved in that so that should be that should be a good show i mean it's already faced some criticism like people have looked at the cast and gone oh, they're not attractive enough to be these cats they're like have really? you seen the oh show yet judge them on their performance of the tv show and things like that you know what's um funny about what you said about they don't think they're attractive enough a lot of times mm. people say that and then they grow on you the next season they're showing oh my god this is the most hottest person alive people like pete davison like some people might not find them attractive but there's so many people out there that find him good looking and I think it's because of his character and how funny he is do you feel like looks grow on people as well where you could go from calling them a five to like a ten yeah well it's probably called like mere exposure like I think it's mere exposure in psychology where it's like the more you see something the more you tend to like it like when those people on, we always just see on tv that just shove down our throats mm. they eventually start to grow enough and we start to like them but then I suppose you can be the it like if you just expose to something so much you just kind of have an aversion to it you kind of like dislike it if you like eat the same meal all over like every day over and over again so maybe true. like there's some celebrities where you just think well, if you think about it deeply like are they attractive or do i just see them all the time and people tell me they're attractive and i just like go along with it yes because oh, i'm gonna get hate for this like years and years ago not even now i still consider ed sharon like good looking but people would go he's not I don't know. Maybe it's because he has an amazing voice that he just looks attractive to people. Yeah, I don't think he's attractive. But then again, he's not my sort of thing anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> my opinion's valid in this situation. When I talk to people, they say this to me. So the girl from um, Modern Family. Which girl? Joe Haley from Modern Family. Haley, the, the older sister? Yeah. If it's the older sister, she is hot. Yeah. I think so. But then some people think say she's not. Some people say she's ugly. A part of me can see it a little, little bit, what they're saying. That's the reasons why. 
But I think she's quite attractive still. No, she's attractive. She has attractive, like, big eyes. I should not actually be going into detail, but yeah, she's... I, I wasn't going to say that, actually, because I think someone's going to stab me in the neck if I yeah. keep going on about it. Yeah, I'm going to stop. I think we're both going to be in that same situation, and they might team up on us. But actually, at the same time, we have to give our viewers what they want. Hypothetically speaking, if you could date any TV character, not like the actress or actor who plays them, but the TV character themselves, who would you choose? Currently, right now, it has to be Villanelle, Killing Eve. Only because I just, I can't actually think back to shows that I used to watch, of course. It's a tough one because obviously people that I find attractive in real life tend to not look like Villanelle. But Villanelle's obviously really attracted to actresses as well. But I just like her character. I fall in love with characters. Apart from Villanelle, if I could think back to a TV show, I did like Paige in Charmed as well. Mm-hmm. I liked her character. Oh, there's so many characters, but I just I just can't think about it on the spot. But yeah, Jake, what about you? Yeah. No, I don't really have a character in mind that I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd date her for a personality or something like that. Yeah. I don't really have that anymore. Like, but as a kid, when yeah. I was like 10 or 11, do you ever watch Avatar, The Last Airbender? Yeah, okay, we're doing quite easy, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, I, I was like when I was 11. <laughs> but you know who I really liked? You know, Azula. Zuko's Zula. sister. Oh, yeah, let, me, let me just search Azula <laughs> up right now from Last Airbender, yeah? Okay, she is attractive. But you're just, like, so scary, just, so like, evil. I'm just like, wow, what? this is actually quite appealing. Is, why are cartoons good-looking? <laughs> They're not. I don't find, that like, the visual cartoon attractive. I just like the personality of the, of the oh, character. Oh, okay, fair. I'm the sicko, then. So who's your cartoon crush that she has it on the subject? I have to pray for forgiveness as well from uh, the, the people listening to this who might wish to do us harm. Yes. In terms of like Disney princesses, Pocahontas, wow. beautiful. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I can Pocahontas, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, beautiful. Kim Possible. Really? Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Kim Possible. Her body. Beautiful. <laughs> what about Elastic Girl from The Incredible? Oh, Elastic Girl, <laughs> the bum. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we all saw it as five years old. We were all looking the way she kicked her leg on that guard and her body just stretched. We all saw yeah. it. And we were all liking it. That's how I oh, saw you were like. I was like six or seven when that came. I was not <laughs> thinking about that. This is how I knew I was the best kid. Because I was thinking <laughs> about that. One character I did like when I was really young. It's quite embarrassing. Scar's son in um Lion King, Hofi in Lion King Two. Lion, bro. Uh, it's a cartoon. Cartoon's not even the worst part. It's part of the cartoon animal. Other people were saying it too in the comments on YouTube, just to confirm it. There's so many cartoon characters. I could go on for days. Now that you've mentioned it, I yeah. think I've mentioned it before. But Felon Carrington from Dynasty. Okay. That's a character. Okay. Yeah. Is that the main girl? Yeah. Or oh, the one that looks like Blair Waldorf? Yeah, I can see that. Actually, Blair Waldorf. Yeah, I'd date Blair Waldorf as uh, well. Blair is the character that grew on me as well. Did you ever watch like, other like teen dramas like that, like 90210 and stuff like that? Yes. Oh, Jay, you just remind me now. You just remind me of another character I was absolutely oh. in love with growing up. Naomi from 90210. Yes, Naomi. Oh, my God. She was beautiful. Right? I used to have daydreams about this person. Really? Yeah, like my whole wife. I really um, liked her hair as well. You really liked her? Her hair. Like when I was like busy. Oh, 
yeah. Who was the singer girl? What's her name? Who was the one who went mad? Adriana. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Adriana. Yeah. She she was the cute boy annoying one. That's what Annie was the Annie was the cute but annoying one. The one who was oh, like whining all the time. Oh my god. Well I didn't find her cute. I just found her. <laughs> she's just whining then. Yeah, she's too much then. Who was your favourite character in nine oh two one oh? I liked Liam and I liked Naomi because she was gorgeous. I also liked Annie's adopted brother. I forgot his name. Dixon. Yeah, I like Dixon. Probably because he was the only black guy in the show. Yeah. Dixon was probably the character I related to the most. I liked Naveed because his dad was some sort of poor director or something and they were insanely rich. Like, that was just such a random, such <laughs> a random profession to put in there. Okay, so yeah, I like I like Dixon. Dixon and Naomi, my favorite. I wanted them to date as well. Dixon they all seemed to want to date each other. It was quite an incestuous kind of group. Dixon and Naomi never dated. Yeah, because I wanted them to. But Dixon okay. and um, Silver dated... Dixon and Ivy dated. Yeah. Liam and Annie, then Liam and Naomi, oh, then Silver crazy. and V, then <laughs> Silver and Dixon. I need to rewatch that show. See, that I don't crazy. know what it is, but I can't bring myself to rewatch it. Same with uh, also on Gossip Girl. I can't make, I can't rewatch those two shows. It is a bit long. I think it's one of those shows that you could watch at a certain age, but then once you've already watched it, it's just like, what's the point of rewatching it? Look, there's some things I can like watch over and over again and not get like skins. Have you ever seen that show? Nah, I know about it, but I have I haven't. That's one show I, I do know it's good. Definitely, I recommend skins, like, skins. especially the first two, um, the first two generations. Everyone seems to have a, such negative views in the third generation. And unfortunately, oh, okay. one, of those, one of those people, like, I, like the first two were like, yeah, these this is the one, like yeah. just so like surreal at times, just so like. How is there always a party with lots of free drugs? Like, it's crazy. Like, is that what's going on down in Bristol? Is that why everyone ran off to Bristol for uni? Like, when I talk to most people about, like, why they went to uni in Bristol, most of them said skins. Like, oh, I saw it skins were really nice. I was like, what? Are you basing your university based on a TV show? I'm but dead. to be fair, like, I do really want to visit uh, Bristol to see what it's actually like. Because it does, from skins, like, at times, it does look really nice. Yeah, it's one of those other nice cities like you said, they got a good party scene there, right? I hope so. Because yeah. we're taking a trip to the team. Yeah. Let's go Bristol. Yeah, any, like, town by the sea, people tend to be on drugs. Like, Brighton, obviously <laughs> Bristol, maybe Eastbourne. Like, they're just all hooked on it. And I don't know why. Is it the sea levels or... What's making people just hooked on drugs when they live by the sea? Because that's where the drugs probably come in from. It feel like a oh, yeah. which is important from like I don't even know, but they're probably they're coming through the from the water and stuff. So that's no, really that's so true as well. I never actually thought about that. I never thought about Eastbourne and drugs. Like Brighton, I can see, but Eastbourne. I used to think that Brighton and Eastbourne were like next to each other. And then I looked them oh, up okay. on the map. They're not as close as you'd think. Yeah, Eastbourne. I just said it because I was trying to think of another place by the sea. But I definitely in Brighton, there's some druggies on that shore. Like, you see it. Last time I was in Brighton, it was, like, the Trans Pride Day. Okay. I was, like, working there. And I took a group um, that I was assigned to work with through there. It was crazy. It like, it was the end of the party, but it looked like they had a good time. And I was like, oh, we came in just a little bit earlier. We could have... Because I work a few weeks before that. It was the, the Gay Pride in London. And okay. it was the same day as the, as the World Cup that year, 2018. 
Oh, and the, yeah. the game on, so everyone was in. It felt like everyone was in London that day. So the, the parade was going through probably by Trafalgar Square, like near the National Portrait Gallery. I just remember just trying to bring the group through because trying to take them into the gallery, and there was just like everyone was outside Trafalgar Square just having like a massive party. And I remember yeah. this girl who's that in front of me, she's like dancing, like looking at me. And then she just dropped on the floor, and then I just helped her up. No. And then she's like, "Thank you." She's trying to hug me, and I was like, oh, "I have to be professional here because what are they going to think of me if I start like being too happy?" <laughs> It was actually a really good day. Like everyone's like, you know, like free beers and stuff. Like everyone was just so happy. Yeah. Yes. I got a topic that I want to talk about. Quite interesting. It's um situationships. Situationships. So I'm going to ask you, have you ever been in a situationship? And what was it like if you have? You know what? Yeah, I didn't even know I was in a situationship. That's why I was in a situationship. <laughs> that's how I knew I was in a situationship. But not at the time I was in the situationship, but after I was in the situationship, if that makes sense. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> yes. That line that you just said, that is perfect. I don't think it was a major one, to be fair. Maybe I just read too much into the situation. But like, you know, when you're not sure about what you are and you don't really want to say what you want to be and they don't haven't really said what they want to be with you. Yeah. So just like, we're just a thing kind of thing. We're just winging it kind of thing. We're just going along with whatever happens kind of thing. Okay. But then even like, you might be like, I actually want this person to be like, you know, my my boyfriend or girlfriend or yeah. wife. But you're like, oh, I don't want to like spook them, kind of like confessing this stuff like a little bit too early. It was just like that. It wasn't like anything major. And then in the end, it kind of just fizzled out anyway. Like she said, like, oh, I don't know what I want. And okay. by that, I... I think she just meant, I like you, but I want to, you know, experience other people and different things as well. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, um, me too kind of thing, even though it's not necessarily what I was feeling. But to be fair, looking back on it, I don't know what I was feeling back at the time. I just think I liked the whole getting girls to like me kind of thing and not even, not really thinking about, oh, do I actually want a relationship with them or do I just like enjoy flirting with girls and then like getting their attention and then getting them to like me kind of thing before uni actually i think from like 2015 when i first yeah. actually started talking to girls because i went to an all-boys school so i didn't actually know any girls until the summer of 2015 no way and that's when i met you know my my best friend yeah yeah i didn't know any girls it's, it's terrible <laughs> like, okay. yeah that was like kind of my development in the situation but t tell me about your situationship it's hours and hours of explanation. I'll cut it short though. I was in a situationship for five months, I'll say. First adult relationship I've ever had in my life, by the way. First but, adult uh, relationship. Yeah, it was or it, it was obviously it wasn't a relationship. First adult situationship. But may I ask, was this with a with a guy or a girl or Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. This was before I jumped over the fence. And now you're back <laughs> sitting yeah. on the fence. Because of our yeah. podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> On the fence. No. <laughs> this person I obviously dated for experience. Experience because Oh my gosh. It's like when you take a job you don't like to gain experience because you know in the yeah. long run it's gonna benefit you. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, I was at uni and I wasn't attracted to anyone. I think there was one person at uni that I thought so, that's Bill me. So what did you feel for this this person then? And why why them? Okay, this is the reason why it lasted longer than it should have had. And it's because, so, I've been on so many dates, okay? Like, so, so many. In a sense, like, I do a two-date rule. If I'm not vibing with you, I could talk to people easy, wherever. But if I don't like you like that, it's not going to go past the second date, yeah? 
and he managed. Yeah, yeah, go on. Ask, how many free meals did you get? Free meals. How many yeah. free meals did I give people? Let's not say <laughs> I gave out too many. Um, <laughs> hey, I was not your average girl. Impossible, yeah. I was the man. I was the man. Okay, like if we're talking about the man, man, I was the man. But obviously, there were some people who were of a good age that did obviously pay. But most of the time, especially with the guy in the situation, ship, it was definitely ninety-five percent, five percent of me paying. Okay. In the sense of dating, it was either like 50-50 sometimes. If they paid, it was probably like we went to like a milkshake shop. It wasn't that deep. I easily could have. You got to keep them costs low to get them them high rewards. Uh, honestly. But I, I didn't mind. I think my mindset is I just pay. That's just how I've always been. So once it's the second date, I don't like you. I'm not going to go on a third date. It was like that with all of them. And finally... This one person, probably like eight months after dating all these people, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, he's cool. He lets me talk. I'll just talk. When I look back at it, I realise I probably did 90% of the conversation. He did 10% of it. But I guess it was okay. But the thing with this guy, yeah. So once, yeah, I was supposed to go all the way to his. And then I said, I'm coming at this time. I came at the time. I was waiting outside his for like an hour. And then I see him walking down the road. Like, Jake, it was so long. Like, I should have went home. And then he comes around, like, obviously, he's gone, he's gone to the gym, innit? He's gone to the gym. And then he has, a, like, a smirk on his face, Jay. Like, an actual smirk. I don't do, like, conversation or anything, so I didn't say anything about it. That's the thing with this situation ship is I never said anything. And there were so many red flags. If I wasn't me, that person would have been done in the first month. But that was a little red flag, by the way. There were so many red flags that I just avoided. And finally, because I didn't really like that person because he was an experiment. It got to like the fifth month and then I just made a little lie that I was busy, that I couldn't see him. And then he still tried to talk to me after that. But I just let it just like fizzle out. And then Jay, two years later, he messages me on Instagram, which was like a couple uh, months ago, just randomly. Oh. After wow. not talk, it was crazy. And when he did message me, your friend was on my Instagram page, where it was obvious that I'm with her. And then he's trying to message me like that, which was quite disrespectful. And I just thought, wow, like the nerve, the absolute nerve. But I guess people want so, what they can't have. So where have you come down on that? Say you like a person, two people in a relationship and then one person's like you know what though I don't care that she's in a relationship or he's in a relationship I really want that person where do you come down on do you think that there is really such a thing as all's fair in love and war or do you think that you should respect the boundaries respect the boundaries I guess it comes down to the person that is in the relationship because they're in the relationship if something happens they're the one in the wrong but just imagine if the person comes back to your partner they're talking to your partner Imagine if that person was your friend. You wouldn't like that, would you? So you kind of have to look at it in that way. Whether they're your friend and they're with your partner or if they're a stranger, they're still trying to talk to the person you're with and they're trying to basically take the person from you. If I know they're in a relationship, I'm not going to try and talk to them like that. You get what I mean? Yeah. That's just how I stand. I only stand like that because I wouldn't want that happening to me. But there are some people that just don't care. You could be in a relationship with someone for 10 years. You could even have a child. 
if they want to hit on your woman, they will hit on them. And they won't care. Because some people think they could get literally anyone. But that's not the case. It's, see, I used to be like that. I'm not going to lie. I used to be like that. Until, yeah. like, I don't even know when. <laughs> but no, like, I get, was, get whoever you mean. Well, yeah, even if they were in a relationship. In yeah, my mind. Young, is it? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if she's interested in me like that, even though she's with you, then she's clearly not that interested in you. So okay. in my mind, that's how I kind of rationalise it. Like, it's all fair. Now, thinking about it, I think, like, if that person, you know, never met your partner, maybe they never would have had those feelings or those intentions anyway. Like, your partner never would have entertained it or, you know, even gone along with it. So now I'm just like, yeah, you need to respect those boundaries. Yeah. But, but I'd always draw the line at someone who was married. Okay. When you're married, that's legal kind of thing, like a legally binding thing. That's like a commitment for God or whatever in many cases. If it's just your girlfriend or someone's girlfriend, I'm like, well, if she's out here in this club but she's talking to me and she's looking at me like that, she's touching my arm, she wants to kiss me and she's leading you all the time, then does she really like you that much? Probably not. So in a way, I was like, I'm yeah, kind no, of doing no, you no, a favor. I get that. I think everybody, maybe... Well, not everybody. I can't say for definite. But I think that people can always be kind of persuaded by, like, a new person showing them attention if they, like, kind of find them in any sort of way attractive or charming yeah. or like, nice to talk to. So, I think that the, the, the way you know that you you love someone is if you just don't think about anyone else like that, even no yeah. matter how attractive they were. You just would, like, just not feel anything for them. Maybe yeah. even, like, be repulsed by them because you just just solely focus on that person that you're with sometimes in those situations well you don't actually know that they're in a relationship or maybe you know halfway through the smooching session that oh um, wow they have a partner you know what i mean i'm not talking about those like physical moments of attraction i'm talking about dming someone when you know they have a girlfriend or boyfriend or partner literally dming them well maybe some people that's like the fun of it like knowing that they've taken you like someone you know partner away from them like maybe that's something that people enjoy like the feeling of that like oh yeah she don't want you she wants me now i mean yeah. i remember yeah when i was like i'm not even gonna say i was a kid because i was like 18 at the time <laughs> like, probably, like like five years ago like not even five years ago yeah i was on holiday well not holiday i was on a training camp in poland with my friends and there was this girl and my friend my coach my really good close friend he was like just started talking to these two girls on the beach with their mum and he was just like chatting to them and then she was like oh, how old are you and she was like oh, so how old are you oh, 17 or whatever so oh, she's a bit young for me then he pointed to me and was like oh what do you think of that guy over there like i was the only black one obviously in the whole town at that time <laughs> so yeah like, wow. and i was like i was a bit of a local celebrity for a few days and then uh, everyone knew me. Everyone was like, say hi to me when they saw me walk past and stuff. And I had to run down the beach because it was on a training session. So I ran down the beach. And then he came back to me and he said, like, oh, those two girls are looking at you. Like, they liked you. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And he's like, are you going to talk to them? I was like, no, of course not. And I just went back with my friend. A couple of hours later, my friend was like, what are you doing? Come back. We're going to go back and talk to them. And yeah. I was like, no, I'm not feeling it. They're probably not even there anymore. Like, we went back and they actually weren't there. So a few days later, we went to this water park and we were walking back through the town. I was with my with my very close friend, another very close friend, actually, my little brother, as I like to call him. And then um, I just saw these two girls looking at me, straight away I knew, like, this is the two girls from, like, a couple of days ago. I didn't even see them, I just know it's them. And yeah. I was like, yo, bro, please come and translate for me. And I got there and then I was like, yo, bro, so you can translate. And he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. And they just started speaking perfect English. And I was like, oh, bro, I kind of don't need you now. But I kind of need you for moral support in it. I'm not doing this by myself. So long story short, like, 
me agreed to meet up on the beach that day. I got like loads of beers in and we're all like drinking beers on the beach. And then I was like, I'll arm wrestle you. And she's like, why? And I was like, because I want to kiss you. And then she goes, but I have a boyfriend. And I was just like, okay, well, it's not really relevant to this situation, is it? Because that's how I was like, thinking yeah. back when I was 18. At all costs, it doesn't matter like, if she's in a relationship or not. And I was like, if, if I beat you in an arm wrestle, you have to kiss me. Yeah. And then we had an arm wrestle, my one, and she kissed me. And then I was thinking like about it later on. I was like, she could have said, like, let's play a different game. I can win it if she yeah. didn't want to kiss me, but wanted to be polite about it. So... She I don't know. She had a boyfriend. Did yeah. I feel bad about it at the time? No, yeah, I didn't. That actually brings on I didn't. a good topic, though. Do you know couples where they kind of split to go on holiday with their friends and then they mm-hmm. cheat? That happens a lot. Like, obviously, she was the native of Poland, but it does happen vice versa where, say, you went on holiday and then you were in a relationship. All your boys, all your girls, they were dancing with people, having fun. You didn't want to miss out. You did a little something yourself. That happens so much. That's why you always have to have a friend in the group who's a snitch. You know, the one who you know is going to snitch on you if you do something like that. You have that little bit of a deterrent that, you know, ah, oh, this guy's definitely going to snitch on me, so I'm not going to do anything. That's If you if you feel like that's you and you could potentially end up in that situation with another person while you're in a relationship, then you definitely need to have a friend who's a snitch. Yeah, that's true. And you're going to have friends that are going to back you whatever. Like, they're not going to be a snitch. Well, you're, yeah. Yeah. you know having that snitch friend will be good yeah but also yeah. even though you're on holiday with your boys you should you should trust that someone will pull you up and be like what are you doing bro look yeah, at the girl or yeah, the guy right. or whatever you have at home like you know why would you jeopardize that like do you even love them and if you you really want to do this you have to think about how much you love them because you know so I'd hope that if I was I would probably know I, I never hoped never to be in that situation but I'd hope that my friends would have you know kind of my best interest at heart kind of thing and you know tell me like what are you doing and then you know if I really was like dead set on doing that they'd be like well you need to think about your relationship and if you actually really want to be in it because how are you gonna like all that money to fly to a different country to you know cheat on your girl when you can literally just do it in your own tub for free or whatever (laughs) exactly exactly you can literally just download tinder that is mad but I was watching a tiktok video today of this guy uh, i think he was in the army or some sort of like service and then he knew he was going away for months so he decided to break up with his girlfriend of five years knowing that once he comes back he's going to try and get back with her but mm. after those four months obviously when he tried to get her she didn't want him back and he ended up like stalking her for months they do all that like go away for four months just to get a bit of non-non and then come back trying to win back the actual wifey which is crazy i don't know well, if you want to do that why not just be honest and say hey, this is what i want like yeah. you clearly don't like that person that much to be fair if you don't like that person that much then just be honest because you know even for you there might be someone out there that you really like so what's the point in wasting your own time i see it a lot where people dibble dabble they leave the person that they've been with for a long time they dibble dabble in the waters dibble dabble in the streets and then they come running right back to their person like um Miguel did this the singer I think or maybe he was still with her but <laughs> when he was doing that but he realized oh the streets is just not for me as well 
that some people want to do it and realize it's not for them. At the same time, like you have to, you have to be prepared to take that risk. Like yeah. the, the person, I mean, not necessarily if you, you didn't go out with the intention of getting back to them in the first place, but yeah. even when you break up with someone, you have to like kind of know that you're probably not going to get back together with them. They might move on, even if you want to, like they might move on and you have to prepare yourself for that. You know, that's going to suck. You can't have your cake and eat it in all those kind of scenarios everyone's relationship is different sometimes people need to like see other people before they realize like actually this person was actually the person i was supposed to be with mm-hmm. so it's not always a bad thing necessarily but as long as you do it like in a, an appropriate kind of way say if that happened to you so say you were dating someone mm-hmm. you consider them to be the love of your life let's say you've been dating them for like um, six years and then mm-hmm. they turn around to you and say I want to see other people because I'm not sure you're the one for me. Like they say those exact words. What would you do? Would you just accept that and hope that they'll come back to you, knowing that they're the love of your life? Like, how would you react that to that? In that scenario, you start to doubt yourself. You'd be like, okay, if that's how they felt, is anything they ever told me true? I think that that would be the things that you know most people would be thinking in that situation. Yeah. But, uh, so be fair, six years, and then for them to say that, mm. I mean six years is like that's like half a over half a decade like by that time most people like married with like kids and stuff and then you have to ask yourself if you were like why you weren't you know married or maybe it was it was serious but why were you not at that next level of serious kind of thing but then even if you were like say you were married and they said that like what happened what changed they just realize stuff i think and they just want to like make sure because you know marrying someone's a huge commitment even like moving in so together with someone is a huge commitment and you're kind of like oh if i do this i'm tied to you for the rest of my life and that's kind of a scary like thing to think about yeah true like panic you know yeah so maybe it's just a panic but it it just depends on like how you feel about it if you feel like um yeah they just want they're just basically telling me they just want to sleep with everyone and not me and they don't want me or i think you start evaluating everything like am i boring was our sex life not good you know was i listening to them enough was i making them feel like comfortable and stuff and if all of that you thought yeah i i did do all those things then you know maybe that person just didn't like you that much could you be the person to accept them back in your life because you were talking about how sometimes people could just move away from each other and come back together or say like i said that happened to you i always thought that like oh if you break up with me then that's it like you don't get a second chance kind of thing not necessarily if I break up with you, but like if you break up with me, like yeah. you don't get a second chance. If you leave, then you, you can't come back kind of thing. People are complicated. And your relationship is not like the same as everybody else's relationship. Say like a man or a woman cheats on their partner. And the internet would be like, leave them, you deserve better. Like that. But some people, they actually, you know, they can work on their relationship. They can work through those problems. Some people can't do that. Yeah. So every relationship, everybody's different. Like some people can't be in like a polyamorous relationship, but then some people can. You know, people want to live their lives and how people feel. So you can't really say this, this abnormal, like an abnormal relationship is how people feel. There's nothing illegal about it. It's, they're not hurting anyone by being in, because everyone in the relationship is consenting. How I saw it is that if someone was able to obviously cheat on you, then they never actually loved you like that. Or they did love you, like loved in the past, but they don't love you currently if they're doing that to you. Yeah, I always think there's always a deeper meaning behind it. Like maybe yeah. they cheated because they were just insecure about their relationship or they felt like they weren't good enough and they were just trying to self-sabotage like the relationship for themselves. Maybe they just weren't satisfied. Or maybe they loved you like as a person more yeah. platonically. 
or maybe they loved you you know romantically but not sexually some people they can separate all those things like all those aspects of love in their head and there were some people can't some people it has to be all of it and that's yeah. why some people can have polyamorous relationships or like watch their partner be with someone else or allow their partner to sleep with someone else because in their heads that all those aspects are separate I'll be on TikTok and I come across these videos talking about toxic natures in a relationship. And then you have people in the comments who love it, who love having toxic traits in their relationships. Like, what do you think about that? Because I feel like this generation, our generation, they're obsessed with it. Sometimes it's like a fetish or sexual thing, but some people actually take it the extra mile. And if it's not toxic, it's boring. You know what? I can get that a little bit, not to (laughs) <laughs> on, on massively toxic but don't you ever feel like sometimes when you just, you just start having an argument with your partner you're just like wow they are actually really passionate about me yeah not to like the extent where you like you're coming to blows or like one partner's hitting another partner but you know just yeah. like having a little like argument with each other sometimes you know it can be good for you because you know when you make up you know you're gonna like oh i'm sorry like <laughs> Uh, but in a way your relationship might be better now that you've just like said all those things out loud so yeah. to that extent I can understand but not to the extent where you're just like intentionally trying to hurt each other or physically or emotionally or psychologically and you're just saying horrible things to each other and you're gaslighting each other that is terrible but at the same time do you think that relationships in the 21st century between young people and do you think they're more toxic or less toxic than they were like back in the past? Because I personally think they're less toxic. I think I'm just going to say they're less toxic. And the reason I'm going to say this is all these toxic traits were happening for our parents' generations, the generations before. But something that we have that they don't is a voice. They'll just yeah. let their man cheat or in little percentages, let their woman cheat. Our generation is not doing that. We're not letting them cheat. They're not getting away with it. We're talking about it. We're getting into arguments about it. The past, they kept it under the bed. They kept it under the covers. They said, if it's not spoken about, it didn't happen. Back in the day as well, like just, you know, controlling your wife or, yeah. you know, your partner. Because, you know, traditionally and stereotypically, the man, the man would go out to work and earn the money. Yeah. And the woman would say that. That's kind of like toxic. Because, like, you, you're taking all the financial control away from the woman, which means she's fully dependent on you. The men would think they could do what they liked to their wives and they couldn't do anything because they can't leave because they have nowhere to go because they have no money. Yeah. You know, everything's in the husband's name. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that is quite toxic in, in a way. And that's pretty sure like there used to be like people used to beat their wives and it was normal. And, yeah. you know, they, society was like, yeah, you're his wife. You know, he's allowed to treat you like that if you step out of line or you offend him or something. Yeah. And I think that was like kind of normalized in society. And now that's like, no we ain't doing that anymore are you mad because we're unstable we have unstable minds now you don't have friends like the internet will back you like you could have like a million people just ready to support you like after like one post like you know yeah but then again i think that the internet kind of destroys people's relationships by telling them how to react to certain situations about their relationship yes that is key so influence from the media like you said influence from family influence from friends it's just everywhere you go Someone has their opinion on the matter. And I saw a video today, which is so funny. This guy on his video, it's just a jokey video. He said, telling my friends to leave their man, knowing full well that I'm not leaving mine. Mm. When they're basically having the same problems. But he's, he said, yeah, leave him, leave him. But like, his man is worse. Even when people talk about their relationships, they're not actually explaining 100% of it. 
sometimes people might only talk about the bad things and won't talk about the good things. Kind of like a YouTube video with YouTube couples. They're only showing you the highlights. And then you find out a year later, this YouTube couple who you loved are breaking up. And people are saying, but they look so good together. No, they won't. They were showing you the best parts of their lives. Exactly, like, because in public, you're always going to, like, put on your best behaviour, because nobody wants to be that awkward couple, like, fighting <laughs> in public and stuff, like, having, like, a row in the middle of the street, like, East Enders or something, some yeah. TV show like that. So yeah. everyone's always on their best. See, when you're walking down the street, you see, like, a couple, like, holding hands or something. Yeah. And they yeah. might be, like, in a fight, but, you know, they're going to put on, like, their, their, their best, like, impression for for the public in it so you might yeah. just want like a couple holding hands oh they're a cute couple they like see each other so perfect but they have a, a perfect relationship and like on the inside like when they get home they might be like fighting each other every day or they yeah. might not even spend that much time together like they might just you know sleep separately or even just live separately because they just can't stand each other but then yeah. at the same time you can't like live without each other so that's why they're like together still mm. yeah that that is true as well it's like those couples that are just there for the aesthetic reasons and look good together and that's it. Even that, even spending the time like not liking something, you must be depriving yourself of the opportunity to just find someone that you do like. All that negativity must stop you from feeling any type of you know, affection for someone else. Yeah, and I think it's down to people that have just always been in relationships. So I knew this one girl who was no longer with the boyfriend that she had and then I think around a week later she was with a new person I'm not saying with a new person as in dating like literally a new boyfriend like that like so quick and it was like that for her for probably years and years it was just like a rotation that just went on and on and on there was no gaps or if there was a gap like I said it was a very short gap so I feel like some people probably aren't with their person but they're just with someone for the sake of just being comforted and just being scared of being single as well. So that's why a lot of people do go for seconds or thirds and not actually go what, for their soulmates. What do you think about that, Vintage? Do you think there should be a gap in between each relationship? Or do you think that maybe, say your relationship just ended, you just in the right place at the right time and someone else came into your life that were just perfect for you? I what mys- do you think about that? Yeah, I myself, I always say to get over someone, you need to get under someone. So, well, <laughs> all on top of someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If anyone prefers, yeah, that I I don't have a history of relationships. I've only been in mm-hmm. one. I don't know about hopping. I know about hopping in sort of like dating. If one day you're just like, I don't like them, I'll hop to the next. But I've never been with someone for years and years and then short break someone again years and years short bake someone again years and years i know that could happen because it's, it's natural to you you're gonna do it and it's not bad there's no right way of getting over a heartbreak like everyone does it differently so i could never say that oh you need a five months break do your thing have your fun if you find someone like a week later after breaking up with someone you've been with for 10 years and so be it you might be with that person for 20 years you might be with them for a year it doesn't matter it's your life but the difference is, as you said, the girl had a new boyfriend like after a week. Yeah. Is that healthy or like normal? Calling them your boyfriend after one week, that's a bit premature. You know, the qualification or the threshold for the difference between just seeing someone and dating and being the boyfriend is, you know, the, the, the goalposts move. Like it's different for everybody, I suppose. There's no like set definition. Mm. And, you know, a boyfriend is just a title. There's no meaning behind it. 
it's like not like you're married where you know there's a significance to it written down a boyfriend is just literally just like a title that you can just give anyone i think people think titles come with certain perks so say oh you just made this person their girlfriend or their boyfriend whatever oh he can't be with this other person from down the road this person's now off limits because you're solely with me and i think some people like they say they tie words and labels to certain things but at the end of the day if he's your boyfriend if she's your girlfriend she's gonna cheat be with someone else she's gonna do it regardless if there's a title or not so yeah. look at these like prenups and stuff like that and they have like agreements they like if you like cheat on me then i get this amount of money and stuff like that and they do it anyways that money in place is not a deterrent for it. It's just something that they just put in there to probably just make you feel better or put your mind at ease. And to be fair, it might be sad to admit it. People might think this is controversial, but maybe given the right opportunity, most people would find themselves cheating, but that maybe that opportunity doesn't come around. I don't mean opportunity as in like, oh, like the time or place, but maybe that one person, there has to be at least one person who would tempt you. Generally speaking, not everyone's going to meet that person, but there might just yeah. be that one person who just happened to be in the same bar that you were out when you were out with your girlfriends and you know that you left your partner behind or you went on that holiday or even that one business trip i think when you truly like your person like truly truly like them like i'm not even talking about love you actually like them because some sometimes you can love your partner but not like them but when you really like like someone i don't think anyone could tempt you well, maybe if you just haven't met that person like I used to think as well that, like, say, for example, say you're straight. Yeah. And then there might just be that one person in the world yeah. that you maybe you just, statistically speaking, you're just never, you're just not likely to meet them. They're like yeah. on the other side of the world. But yeah. if you met them, you could possibly fall in love with them. Yeah. But it doesn't happen because you're, you're just not likely to meet them. So I really think like that. Maybe, well, yeah, it's possible. Anything is possible if you think about it. And then, yeah, that might be a possibility, but it just doesn't happen very often. I do get you. I think you can fall in love probably thousands and thousands of times like with so many different people. You can be with someone who you think is your person, who you think is your soulmate, and then you're in the bar one day with your person, like you said, and this ideal other person just walks into the room and your mind's just like blown, like, oh my God. And then you shouldn't obviously get to know them, but you do in this instance. And then you find out, okay, they're a bit of me. Oh my God, I've never been so comfortable with someone like this ever. That does happen. That happens to people that have been married for 20 years and then they meet the perfect one. And it's scary because it's just like that investment, that time you put into someone and then they've basically actually found their soulmate. So, that would give me such anxiety if I was in a relationship thinking like at any moment a person could just walk in and just completely take my partner away from me. Yeah. That would that would drive me insane. I'd just yeah. be I'd probably just not see anyone ever again. Yeah. Like, well, if that's gonna happen or that could happen, even if it's such a small chance of it happening, why am I gonna put potentially put myself through that? That would be devastating. Yeah. That's the thing with love, it's scary. It's like you take you're taking the chance and for the feeling of that just like good buzz that you get from it yeah it's, it's worth it it's honestly worth it yes there's going to be a massive heartbreak after but like the feeling of it i don't think you get that feeling from anything else or maybe a hobby that you absolutely love and you're doing it for work i think like love is that one thing that you can't just like miss out on because without it you feel quite isolated and just like the grinch basically so you kind of need it you have to take those chances with people 
and hopefully they are the one and you're with them forever it's a chance you gotta take each to their own i suppose like relationships aren't for everybody you know mm. some people may just enjoy being alone or just yeah. even enjoy you know just having a revolving door of people and not feel that that attachment to everyone yeah. is different yeah no and that's true like the self-love and one person i could pick out from this who is just him he does in most extremist weird ways but tim westwood he's always at a university trying to pull another girl every night married, it to my man tim why do i think he's married is he married or is he not married uh, tim westwood he just goes around unis and then he just gets with uni students that's him he's been to my uni and other unis as well that's when tim at Batchwood when I was like 13 or 14 I was like I said, yeah I want to go and see Tim Westwood Tim Westwood <laughs> and then she's like nah I don't want to go probably best that she said let's not go Jay one thing I just wanted to bring up because it's so funny uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet but you know Kim Kardashian yes and you know the whole Molly May saying people should work hard and stuff so yeah. Kim she's been interviewed and then she said I have the best advice for women in business get your effing ass up and work it seems like nobody wants to work these days so people are now saying why is it so difficult for these people to acknowledge their privilege it's molly may all over again how do you feel about that statement oh yeah yeah you know what someone explained to me the other day yeah. they explained to me like you know when you're in school and you used to climb up that rope really had like the... yeah 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 you know how like tired your arms would be by the time you got to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when you started from the bottom, and, like now imagine like somebody got to start like halfway up that rope and how much more energy they'd have than you. And yeah. you know, they think that it's easy. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's kind of like that. Like if you have to start like halfway up because you've just been given that help, then obviously yeah. you're going to have more energy to say work hard because you know you only have to do half of it for yourself. And then the person who started from the bottom and tried to work their way to the top, and maybe they gave up because they were tired. Yes. How are you going to tell that person to work harder when actually they put in much more work than you did? Yeah. You put in like maybe 60, 40% of the work, but this person put in 70 or 80% of the work and just couldn't quite make it to the top. And then you have the audacity to take that you need to work harder. That is very disrespectful. There we have it. That was the most perfect explanation. It'd be credible if they were like, they were dirt poor and they just like made it themselves. That would be credible. It also comes from the source. If Oprah said the same thing, yeah, you just need to work hard, you know, because she, you know, she had her situation, she came from like nothing, then it'd be mm. just more credible. Yeah. So it's also the delivery of the person saying it as well. But I think that they should understand that not everyone has been given the same opportunities as they have. It's connections at the end of the day. I've seen it in the job force. You don't have to be so intelligent unless maybe you're an engineer, okay? You need to be intelligent if you're a doctor, okay? But when it comes to business, it's really down to who you know and who's going to let you through those doors. Jay, the next couple of episodes, what are you thinking? When do you think we'll start bringing on guests? You know what? Yeah, I was talking to someone about a podcast of the day. Yeah. She was like, oh, do you have guests on it and stuff? And I was like, no, but it's coming. And she was like, yeah, I run my own podcast. I just started. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> and I met two people this week who run, who do podcasts. But as in terms of guests, like we have so many interesting, cool friends doing so many interesting and cool things that we should probably start having some people on soon. We need to bring the merch first. Yes, merch and guests coming soon. <laughs>